ate the chewing dad honestly is driving you crazy it's driving me insane and not just me our listeners we no, might no, have no. lost five thousand hey also no. that you're playing with the nikon lid <sighs> i'm nikki bond and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life so now i have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue All right, this is it. Welcome back to Whoa, Dad. This is our last five hours together. You better fucking show up and be a dad, okay? As you know, we will continue on the podcast, but this is, uh, this is it. My dad is flying out tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., and now... We are going to do the one activity he hasn't wanted to do this whole entire time. We are going to do the bedtime story. How do I feel at the end of the week? Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that I feel that much different. I feel like we bonded. I feel like we've talked about things that we've never talked about before and it's opened the floodgates. And I realized that being honest about my emotions and how I feel about our relationship wasn't as hard or scary as I thought it would be. He's very open and receptive to what I have to say. I am concerned because he doesn't remember or fully understand my issues. Now, I don't mean that in a dramatic way. I mean it in the way of like he he still doesn't get that his methods aren't working. And it's clear because this whole week I've been the one to initiate all of the activities or all of the dialogue. And I guess I just really wanted him to initiate the dialogue and start the conversation or start an activity and he hasn't. And not saying that I'm disappointed fully with him, but I don't think that I've completed my goal. And as I said, like, I understand I can't do this in a week. And I understand that this may take six years. Um, but I had a fun time. However, I feel very, very incomplete. You know, I think I came into this very open-minded, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And let's just see, because it's not necessarily about us. It's about people listening, learning from our mistakes, healing, and laughing at us, because like, there's a lot to laugh at here. But at the end of the day, like, I think that there was subconsciously something within me that really hoped that he would uh, have an epiphany. And besides the epiphany that he had of, you don't know me, but like, really um, take the reins and that hasn't happened yet. So I guess it's a hopeless feeling. It's like that feeling of, you know, my therapist always says we can't change our parents, but I think that there's part of me that's like, I really still think that I can't, you know, my ladies, when you date that kind of guy, then you're like, oh my God, you're a player, but I'm going to be the one to change you. Do you know how fucked up it is to have that with your dad, to be 
be like, okay, listen, you didn't commit to my mom. Like you didn't commit to all these people or like you didn't commit to me my whole entire life, but maybe I can get you to turn around. He committed to the project. He committed to the podcast and he will continue to do so. I do realize that and that means a lot, but there is partly a little bit of disappointment. The disappointment is, I think, fear. It's just fear that, ah, guys, it's the fear of like, when he leaves, will we still have this relationship or is this only an in-the-moment scenario? When he leaves, I'm used to him going and us having this like fun time and this is the part that hurts the most is when he leaves he will then maybe not be around for a while. But you know what? Okay, I need to not uh, project all these issues right this second because we are about to read a bedtime story, which is all I've wanted to do this whole entire time and he had an issue with it. So let's not get dark yet. But that's just, uh, that's my mindset right now on the last day. There's, I guess there's fear. So we're going to read a bedtime story. We went for dinner. We went for sushi. Uh, he really didn't want to go for dinner. And I was like, listen, I have been sick this whole entire time. I have called out of work. I've never done that because I'm so sick. We've been sitting on the couch at night watching movies. I've been doing the podcast and I love going for dinner. Um, you know what? I'll be honest. I think there's part of me that's like, can we go for dinner? Because I still think you owe me financially. <laughs> it's fucked up. But there's part of me that's like, okay, you have to pay for one meal for me at least, which I need to analyze because that's a bratty thing to say, but I'm going to be real with you guys. So we, we went for sushi and uh, he's finishing doing his packing shit and we're going to read a bedtime story. Not in bed. That's fucking weird. Like maybe he's my dad, but like guys, I don't know him that much. That's that that's what shows you like how close we are. I do not feel comfortable having him in my bed with me. Holy shit, no. Ooh. Bedtime story. Do you think you play the victim? Are you? Do you have a mentality of being a victim? Or Sometimes, yeah. Do you use it as a mani- manipulative factor? Do you use uh, it as a tool? <laughs> That's nodding. Um, I'm noticing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's funny to be a victim. No, I don't. It, it, it's like like a. Well, you do you do you do it two ways. Uh huh. You do it jokingly. Uh huh. And then you do it seriously. Well, how do I do it seriously? You just, I, I, I've seen it. It's called, I, I, I had the term this morning. I looked it up because I wanted to discuss it with you. Oh, wow. Um, manipulative. Being manipulative isn't necessarily being, feel, uh, acting like a victim. Um, acting like a victim... Uh, I don't know, because I have an idea of acting like a victim of some other people. Uh, and I don't do that's it that probably way. Why, that's probably why... I don't do it that you, way. You could have learned that from 
somebody else. Like I learned a lot of stuff from somebody else, but um, I'm manipulative for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm like I, I number one at that. I know that. Um, but I catch myself, like I used to be way more manipulative and then I catch myself or I stopped doing it. I would catch myself like doing it to people that I really loved. Mm-hmm. Being I, manipulative? Yeah. Like when I was like 20, I, when I was 19 and 20 and 21, I was very manipulative. And then I realized like I would do it to my boyfriends and then I caught myself and I was like, whoa, don't do it to the people that are good. Eight, 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 eight. Yeah. Don't do it to the people that are good to you. Only do it when you need things. So I do it at work a lot. Customers, mm, oof. There was a story you told me when we were at, when I was here seven months ago. I think it was. Oh. It was about you running a race, and <laughs> this girl you were racing, uh-huh. and I did the same thing as a kid. You know what happened was this girl passed you, and you, yeah. s- you said hi, and it was a race, and she yeah. wanted to win, but yeah. you didn't. I didn't know we were like racing at the finish line. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And then I go, "Wow, I did that." So you have that softness, that empathy of like not being, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you yeah. Have that, let's play. Let's yeah. Let's this be on innocence, the same this innocence page. about you. Yeah. But then people fuck you over, right? And then I'm like, well, now yes. I'll fucking kill you. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I, yes, I didn't learn that until a lot later in life that you can't be that way. But here's the other question. Mm-hmm. When we raced, mm-hmm. I argue with myself, should I have let her one or should I have, th- did she want me to try hard or did she want me to let her win? She was just focused on winning and I wasn't. No, you, when yeah. we were racing. When did you and I race? We sprinted to the car. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember Are that. Are you shitting me? That no. was only seven months ago. No, I don't remember that. Maybe you don't I remember. I said, Oh, race. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you debate with yourself if you should have let me win? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like what dads do when you're kids, but you don't have to let me win, no. Because it made me try hard. Right? Right? Yeah. But it would have made you feel better to beat your dad at running, wouldn't it? Would it have made me feel better to beat my dad at running? No. 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 I'm not com- I'm not athletic, so I'm not like competitive like that. Oh. Okay, but about the manipulation playing the victim. I will I played up the victim right now. I looked at you and I went, uh right? Yeah, because yeah. I know that I'm that's playing the joke. victim. Yeah. That's a, that, that's, um, it's a joke. Like sometimes Matt will be like Oh yeah, you want you want me to make you coffee, and then I'll go yeah. So yeah, I yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, it's that's, effective, and uh, <laughs> not not that, that I know but, that you're joking. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But the victim, I think that I play victim a lot more now that I do stand up because I'm heightening my life, and I'm like, this person sucks, and this affected me, and this is the worst, and you know what else is the worst? This is the worst. Where for my whole life, I I never ever complained about anything and I never spoke up about what bothered me and I never thought that there was anything wrong and I just like went around with a fucking smile on my face like everything's okay and no, it wasn't. No, that's, that, that's not right. That's I know, so uh, now maybe I am playing the victim, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But like, I don't know. That's a hard uh, truth to acknowledge if, like do you have an example of what I 
seriously played a victim? Um, not, not right now. I don't. But enough that you, uh, I've noticed it. But enough over the years. Over yeah. the years. Yeah. But here's the thing. I will say with you, it's so hard to to like. I feel like I am playing victim or guilt tripping you if I'm like, well, I do want to do this. And if you're like, well, I'm tired. And then I'm like, okay. And I let it go. Or if I'm like kind of pushing you to do something because I'm like, oh, now I'm just like guilt tripping. And then it's a very sensitive line to cross of like, I, I get nervous to like push you to do stuff. Like right now when you wanted to pack and I'm like, no, we really have to do this. But that was very hard for me to do to push myself because then I'm like, oh, am I playing victim? Am I guilting? No, no, no. This, this thing today is a light thing. Like unless I brought everything into your in, into your <laughs> kitchen to see. I mean, I'm taking no, but a I'm, lot I'm, of but, a lot of pills that I have to sort out. And yeah, if I take the wrong stuff. I'm, no, I'm, but I'm yeah. just saying it's not about you right now. I'm saying it's about me, and it's hard for me to like stick up for myself and really ask for what I need and express what I want because I just feel like I'm guilt tripping or it's a bratty thing or it's a victim or this and that. So then I like, don't do it just like with, uh, this stuff in, um, I, I like let it soak down and then I explode when it pushes me too much because I don't want to be that bratty victim. Right. Right. You know? Right. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I don't know what I'm pushing to extreme and what I'm not. The the other thing that I've realized is that my nature as a person uh-huh. who's not a pushy person yeah, and who doesn't like to tell people what to do unless it affects me. If somebody wants to do something and it doesn't affect me, I won't, you know, uh, I would never tell somebody you need to stop doing this because it's bad for you or you're going to get in trouble for this. I I just let, as far as faith goes, as far as their personal growth goes. I know that, but there's but, a bit but of a... My, my point is that attitude or that philosophy or that DNA that's in me is fed into your... Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's not, it was, you interpreted it as something else opposed to my nature, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, it, it kind of, it's kind of, so I have every right to be a victim. You do. Well, we all do though. Yeah. You know? Okay. No. Okay. We could. What? Yeah. We could what? We could go on about that for hours. We probably will. We aren't getting enough done within these seven days. We haven't? Dad, no. Oh. It's not over. Oh. Do you think that we've gotten enough done? I think we covered a lot of ground. Um, not enough. You know what I realized, but, though? But also, also, I really didn't get it until we did the thing yesterday. Yeah. I really didn't understand what you were trying to do. Yeah. Because I'm going, she wants to act like a kid and react her her childhood, but it wasn't that. It was it was trying to show you what it would be to be a father. Yes, that, that during those times. Yeah, I didn't understand what you were trying to do. Yeah, so and now I get it. Yeah, now I get it. But also, um, 
there's still a lot to cover, but you can do it through Skype. But also I did realize I was like, oh, you know, the only thing that like you're taking part in this, but I, but it's hard because I'm like, oh, you give your fatherly ways as you do, but it's hard because it's like, I feel like I'm bugging you to be like, okay, this is what we got to do now. And it'd be a bit easier if you're like, we should do this now, but that's not our dynamic. So I think that I'm like trying to get you to suggest something one time, you know, but that's part of teaching you how to be a father. So maybe over six months of doing this, I can't just expect you to change in a week. I realize I'm going to have to if we do six months of doing this and you see what it is, I've never called you out on like, or not called you out or been like, this is how it would have been done. Or this is the thing about change. calling you sexy though is, is Oh the, no, uh, no, I no. don't want to go. Mm. I said, call you out, not call me sexy. Yeah. But th- oh, this no. is what is really scary for me uh-huh. is giving you professional advice of using your attributes on stage, it had nothing to do with a dynamic. Dad, like, I don't see you as sexy, but I yeah. know that people do. And I was referring to it in your act is, you know what I'm saying? To yeah. see somebody attractive and sexy yeah. doing these raunchy ass jokes. So we, we, we cover that. And I just said, you just have to use a different word. That's all. What's the different word? Attractive. You look you're you're attractive. You got the look. We've gone through this. We'll write it. This is what we gotta write in your journal. Okay. But I just think maybe after I realize that it will just take more time to get to get what I desire. Which is for you to be like, Oh, you know what? Can I try doing this? I wanna read you a bedtime story. So Dad, can now you have to do this. Dad, you have to do that. Dad, you have to do Dad, Dan, Dan, Dan. Well, kids always ask. Wait, yeah, that's true. Kids ask their parents, "Go to bed. Will you read me a story?" That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's valid. So maybe if I just do it in my voice, then I'll feel more comfortable asking for things. Yeah. Dan, will you? (laughs) You can go pack, but then after you're done packing, use Instagirl's voice. Try Instagirl's voice. Yeah. No, this is my kid voice. Dad, this is what it sounded like as a kid. It sounds so whiny. Okay, though. fine. I think that I sounded a bit more like this. It's less whiny. Dad? Yeah. Dad, Dad, I responded. Can you stop playing with that thing that's making an annoying sound on the podcast for everybody? Yeah. Hey, Dad? Yes? Can you can go pack and then will you read me a bedtime story? If you go to bed at nine o'clock, like I need to go to catch that plane so I have to leave here at five. Will you make me some coffee beans so I can have make some coffee and put in the refrigerator tonight? Dad? Sorry, I just got distracted because I was thinking of my cousin Christopher. He made my negative electron feel funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fuck the birds and bees way to tell a kid, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's not how you tell a kid. That's where I'm like, the advice out there, that's not how you tell a kid. How you tell a kid is, is you say... You, you you read a book. That's what you do. You read a book. You learn how to say it to your kid. I don't know the fucking right way, but you got to read a book and say or show them a video. You could have shown me a video. 
But you know what? What kind of video? There's the sexual videos, the birds and bees videos out there. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, first of all, he just won't stop with the gum this episode. I am sorry. And also, we took a little pause so Bobby could go pee-pee before we do the bedtime story. I want to give a bit of a heads up that we relocated to the couch and there was some static going on while reading the story. But just know, it's only for the story. It will go away. Please bear with us and don't leave me like my dad did. You ready? Yes. Yertle the Turtle by Dr. Zeus on a faraway island of Solomon Sand. Yertle the Turtle was king of the pond. A nice little pond. It was clean. It was neat. The water was warm because people took a dump in it. What? There was plenty to eat. The turtles had everything turtles might need, and they were all happy. Quite happy. Indeed. Turtle's my favorite word. Yurtle's my favorite word. <laughs> What's a yurtle? It's a word that rhymes with turtle. Oh, what does it mean? I don't know, but I sound like Mr. Rogers all of a sudden. Turtles are nice. They go real slow when the world goes real fast. Right? Yeah, but turtles can give you salmonella poisoning. No, no, and no, And kill no. you. Yeah, that's what my mom said. Well, your mom's okay, and I have a lot of respect for her. That's what the internet that's told you to That's about all I'm going to say about that. Okay. And they were happy. I wish I was happy. Y- you are happy. Drugs, you'll be happy. They were until Yertle... The king of them all decided the kingdom he ruled was too small. Who was? <laughs> Yertle the turtle thought his kingdom was too small. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. You know what it means when you think your, your turtle's too small? What it's, does it mean? It means, uh, oh, gosh. What does it mean? It's traumatic. It's what? Romantic? Traumatic. Oh. When you think your turtle is too small. I'm the ruler, said Yertle. Of all that I see, but I don't see enough. That's the trouble with me. With this stone of a throne, I look down on my pond, but I cannot look down on the places far, far beyond. This throne that I sit on is too, too low. Low, 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 low. So low, so low. It's too, too, too low down. Wow, it's really low. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, 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 I I think you were supposed to make your voice go lower when you oh, say that oh, part. This, oh, okay, okay. Do it again. <laughs> With this stone of, for a throne, I look down on my pond, but I cannot look down on the places beyond this throne. Oh, you didn't it, do the too, too, low, low, low part. It's coming. Okay, great. This throne that I sit on is too, too too, too low. It ought to be higher, 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 he said with a frown. If I could sit high, how much greater I'd be. What a king. I'd be the ruler of all that I see. So Yertle, the turtle king, lifted his hand, and Yertle, the turtle king, 
gave a command. He ordered nine turtles to swim to his stone. He sounds like Hitler. He is Hitler. This is why he became a bad Hitler. Oh. So Yertle the Turtle lifted his hand, and Yertle the Turtle King gave a command. He ordered nine turtles to swim to his stone, and using three these turtles, he built a new throne. He made each turtle stand on... How come I have to scroll like this? Here, if you turn it sideways. Oh, turn it sideways. Yeah. Oh, it's so much bigger. Yeah. That's And it's all included. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my There's gum just gum. dropped. Yeah. It just fell to the ground. So he... Yertle the turtle lifted his hand, and Yertle the turtle gave a command. He ordered nine turtles to swim to a stone. And using these turtles, he built a new throne. He made each turtle stand on one another's one back. And he piled them all up in a nine turtle stack. And then Yertle climbed up. He sat on the pile. What a wonderful view. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea where that came from. What a wonderful view. He could see most of a mile, almost a mile. All mine, Yertle cried. Oh, the things I now rule. I'm the king of a cow. And I'm the king of a mule. I'm the king of a house. And what's more, beyond that, I'm the king of a blueberry Mouse. bush and a cat. I'm the yurtle, the turtle. Oh, marvelous me. For I am the ruler of all that I see. And all through the morning, he sat up there high, saying over and over, A great king am I, until long about noon. Then he heard a faint sigh. What's that? This snapped the king. And he looked down the stack, and he saw at the bottom a turtle named Mac, just a part of his throne. And this plain little turtle looked up, and he said, Beg your pardon, King Yertle. I have pains in my back and my shoulders and knees. How long must we stand here? I pooped the lipede. I pooped the lipede. Silence the king of the turtles. Where did his accent go? Huh? Where Where did Yertle's accent go? (laughs) silence the king of the turtles barked back i'm king and you're only a turtle named mac you stay in your place while i sit here and rule i'm the king of a cow and i'm the king of a mule this sounds like trump i'm the king of a house and i and a bush and a cat but that isn't all i'll do better than that my throne shall be higher his royal voice thundered so pile up more turtles i want to bout 200 what what so pile up more turtles i want about 200 whoa it sounds like this came back from alabama right (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're talking let me me, but that isn't all i'll do better than that my throne shall be higher his royal voice thundered so pile up more turtles i want about 200 what What? (laughs) (laughs) that's what it says I want about 200 (laughs) turtles more turtles he bellowed and brayed and the turtles way down in the pond were afraid they trembled (laughs) they shook (laughs) but they came they obeyed for those are that's the Republican Senate What, what what do you mean instead of turtles just think of Republican Senate okay Turtles, more turtles, he bellowed, and the turtles way down in the pond were afraid. They trembled, they shook, 
but they came and they obeyed. Republican Senate, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, the moanful. From all over the pond, they came swimming by dozens, whole families of turtles with uncles and cousins, and all of them stepped on the head of a poor Mac. Who's Mac in the, in the, in the government? He's the guy that came up, Mac. This doesn't answer my question, but go on. Okay, thank you so much. And all of them stepped on the head of poor Mac. One after another, they climbed up the stack. Then Yertle the turtle was perched upon so high, he could see 40 miles from his throne in the sky. Hooray, shouted Yertle. I'm the king of the trees. I'm king of the birds, and I'm king of the bees. Whoa, he, birds, and, birds the bees. and bees. Electrons and protons. Does that mean he's the king of the electrons? Um, no, it's a different thing. Oh. No. One of the rules the king says, well, my story is read. No more questions from little baby head. Who's a baby head? You are. No more questions, Turtle of Myrtle said. Where did the baby head come from? You're the baby. I'm reading you a bedtime story. Oh. And it says right here, I'm king of the birds and I'm king of the bees. Don't ask any more questions that I can't answer, please. <laughs> That's what it says You're right here. You're getting into it now. I'm totally. I'm me. I'm Myrtle the turtle. Oh, marvelous me, for I am the ruler of all that I see. Then again, from below, in the great heavy stack, came a groan from that plain little turtle named Mac. Your Majesty, please, I don't like to complain, but down here below we are feeling great pain. I know up on top you are seeing great sights, but down here at the bottom we too should have rights. Wow, it's a political thing, man. We turtles can't stand it. Our shells will all crack. Besides, we need food. We are starving, groaned Mac. You hush up, mouth, howled the mighty. Mouth? That's what okay. it says. You hush up your mouth, oh. howled the mighty king. You've no right to talk to the world's highest turtle. I rule from the clouds. I rule over the land, over the sea. There's nothing, no nothing that's higher than me. But while he was shouting, he saw with surprise that the moon of the evening was starting to rise up over his head in the darkness skies. What's that? Snortled, what's that? Say, what is it, that thing? What is it, that thing? What is that thing, too, that dares to be higher than Yertle the king? I shall not allow it. I, I'll go higher still. I'll build my throne higher. I can, I can, and I will. I'll call some more turtles. I'll stack them to heaven, and I need about 5,607. But as Yertle the Turtle King lifted his hand and started to order and give the command, the plain little turtle below in the stack, that plain little turtle whose name was just... Mac. Very good. Thanks. Very good. Decided he'd taken enough, and he had. And that plain little lad got a bit mad. And that plain little Mac did a plain little thing. He burped. <coughs> like that. My God. And his burp shook the throne of the king. Wow. And Yertle the turtle, the king of the trees, the king of the air and the birds and the bees, the king of the house on account of mule. Well, that was the end of the turtle's king's rule. I zoned out in the last bit. Can you tell me what happened after he burped? Okay. Just tell me what happened. Okay. Uh, I zoned out. 
Because you stopped doing voices and I couldn't pay attention anymore. Oh, you need voices yeah. for me to get through this? All right. Yeah. And that plain little lad got... Oh, that's the commentator. Oh. Okay. For Ural, the king of all Solomon's son, fell off his high throne and fell plunk in the oh. pond. Oh. And to say the great Yertle, that marvelous he, is king of the mud, that is all he can see. Oh. And the turtles, of course, all the turtles are free, as turtles and maybe all creatures should be. Oh. Very political. That's it? And what's the name of this? Yertle the turtle. Is it over? It is over. That's it? That's it. He's just in the mud now? Well, I mean... The, the bad king's in the mud. Yeah, but he can climb out of the mud and try and rule again. No, they have guards all around him. Oh, they do? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not going to let him out of the mud? No, ever. He's still there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody else can rule? No, everybody else can be free. Oh. Oh, everyone's going to be free. Everyone's going to be free. Yep. Crying? Almost. <laughs> What was the other story I was supposed to read? Akashic Records. Akashic Records? Where have you heard that term before? I got my records read. Your Akashic Records read? Yeah. By who? An Akashic reader. Oh my God. How can somebody read you the Akashic Records? Well, the, he read me mine. He shut his eyes and he's like, this is what your records say. Oh my God. Um. Do you know anything about the Akashic Records? No. Well, the Akashic Records, you want to know what the Akashic Records are? Basically, it's the accumulation of all knowledge that surrounds all of us all the time. Uh We have access to this. We all do. Infinite access to these Akashic Records. And they're called different names in different um, parts of the earth, you know, different cultures. And uh, there was a prophet named Edgar Casey who would access the Akashic records. He would go into a trance. Do uh-huh. you know about K- Edgar Casey? Oh no, I don't. Well, Edgar Casey was uh he did 11,000 readings. Uh-huh. And he was a healer. And uh what he did was he was in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and he had a toothache. And I don't know the details of the story. I read all, all Casey's books when I was in my teens and 20s. Yeah. So the details are, but I do remember one story. He was able to go into this trance, and all of a sudden he started talking. And uh, the person taking notes realized that he was traveling to different parts of the country and seeing people sick. I, that's not absolutely the, the, exactly the way it happened. It, okay. It's much more involved than that. But after he realized he had this ability, one lady, I do remember one story, he, uh, he was starting to get famous from healings, telling people what was wrong with them. Yeah. He was able to travel into their bodies and see what was wrong with them uh-huh. from 1,000 miles away. This, is, this isn't myth. This isn't rumor. This is all documented. Okay. Meaning dates, times. Okay the person that was healed, what the doctors wrote about, you know. Anyway, um, this one woman called him and said, my husband has just been committed to an insane asylum. And uh, Edgar Casey, he was in Virginia Beach. This woman was in 
Dayton, Ohio, I believe, somewhere around there. It was in Ohio for sure. And he said, have him be, give me your address and tell him where he's going to be. Is that your home? Yes, it's my home. Okay, have him be there on this day at a particular time. And I will go, you know, I will visit him, not physically, but I will access the Akashic records and I will also visit him and examine him. And so he was in the insane asylum and he went and visited and diagnosed the person. And basically back then they didn't have x-ray yet or very basic. They didn't have anything like we have today. His wisdom tooth was pressing against his impacted wisdom. It hadn't come out yet. It was impacted against his brain. Oh my God. It made it in, it made him insane. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, he called the woman and said, he, your husband's going to be fine. Just pull that tooth. You know? Yeah. And they pulled it and he was fine. Whoa. And he did 10,000 of those. But not only did he do readings on death, visitations of the dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had an experience with that whole deal. Okay, what was it? Well, I was in Dusseldorf, Germany. Dusseldorf with Yertle the Turtle. Dusseldorf, Germany. I'll tell you later. This is kind no, of no, deep. I, I want to know. It's kind of You're scary. You're literally shit. leaving in like five hours. Okay. So anyway, um, I had read so many Edgar Casey books. I, I was reading about he not only healed people. He was talking about reincarnation. He was talking about all these. They started asking him all the questions that everybody have has, right? Yeah. Reincarnation, can you, do spirits visit us? Yada, yada, yada. So anyway, um, I was reading this book on how to identify when somebody visits you from, from another dimension. Okay. Okay, so I get to this one chapter of this person I, I got to get this story straight. It's been a long time since I told it. I was reading this book in the process of reading this book. And he was describing how the deceased visit live people to give them messages to help them or whatever. Okay. All right. And so as I was reading this chapter, I get, the road manager calls me, tells me my dad passed away. Whoa. Okay. Really? Yeah. I was reading this book. Whoa. So I was so, so I flew home from Dusseldorf, Germany, went to the funeral, came back, was really devastated and started, I got a visitation from my dad on the third night. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Okay. And it, he appeared and I go, dad, you're alive. I can't believe it. But he had a tint of green uh-huh. and I go, what's up with the green? And he stayed only maybe. Did two, you say to him, what's up with the green? Not in those terms. I said, dad, why are you green? Okay. It, it was like a translucent green. It wasn't like. So you a, thought that he was there. You said, dad, you're alive. Yes. I thought and you were it, awake or you're asleep or it, half and half. Half. It, it felt yeah. like I was awake. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he smiled at me and he disappeared in smaller and smaller into a, a very tiny light and it went right through the door. Right. Huh. 
So two or three months later, I, I may, you know, I'm stabilizing emotionally and I start reading this book and the next chapter described what I had dis- No way. Yeah, experienced three months earlier. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. And we're just talking, there's so much to Edgar Casey. So Edgar Casey talks about the Akashic Records, Tesla, uh, claims that he was able to tap into the Akashic records. He invented why we have light bulbs and stuff, why we have electricity. It wasn't Edison. Oh. Edison's method. So Tesla knew about energy around the earth, like um, there's energy everywhere. And he was able to understand that we could have free electricity. He knew mm-hmm. how to do it. Mm-hmm. And he built this huge tower to be able to access the world's energy fields and to harness it and to give it to all the cities of the world. He was That's what he was working on. Okay. And he was defunded by probably, well, I, I don't know. Um, I, I could look it up. I knew that I know the story, but I don't know the names. I think it was uh, uh, J.P. Morgan was financing that tower. Fucking J.P. Morgan Chase from my money is? Yeah, or it was Chase or the Rockefellers, somebody that they wanted people to pay for electricity. But uh, when Tesla died, he died very poor. Oh, no. Not poor, but very, uh, he should have been like, huge billionaire okay so tesla said that he could he tapped into the akashic records yeah yeah but but he he didn't call it the akashic records but that's what people call it now but um uh deepak chopra talks about it at great length and uh we have the ability to tap into it yeah but all this stuff we're just talking about it superficially, right? Yes. When you're reading this stuff all the time, you start feeling the power and you start, you're able to start accessing it a little bit. You start, yeah. you know, and I think that, that, that vision I had, that enlightenment of three minutes was a result of me being so concentrated on reading so much about the Akashic records and mm-hmm. all this stuff that, there was no barriers left. It was just road and night. And I was so tired. And all of a sudden, it just happened naturally because, you know, the world is a distraction. Yeah. Remember that paper I wrote of the messages I was getting? It said, you can't hear anything in noise, the only time you can see a ripple in a lake when, is when the lake is completely calm. Do you remember that? Yes. Are you sure you remember that? A hundred percent. Excellent. So that that was the same thing. I was driving home and I didn't know, I didn't care about anything. I was just wanting to get home and I was just like spaced out and it happened. I could just feel it coming on and coming on because I was thinking about all this stuff that I was reading. So I didn't have any distractions of work or payment or bills or worry or any of that yeah so um that's it so do you believe that yurtle the turtle is a bad guy no yurtle the turtle is he's he's okay do you think that he but he was the one who started the whole 
being lifted. Well, power, you know, once you get some power, you just want more. Um, did you like reading the book? Hello? Yeah, hello? I did, actually. <laughs> it's not a book. How did I read? You read really good. Did I? Yeah, I'm going to make you do it again. Right now? No. Oh, good. But we'll do it long distance. Okay. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I think that if I'm sad, if I'm like, oh, I'm depressed, you should be like, I'll read you a book. Okay. That would work. That would be fine. But you have to do voices. When you lost the voices, you lost my attention. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. No, you don't have to apologize. Will you be my neighbor? <laughs> See, there's always something like Mr. Rogers was so likable, but there was something in me that was like, I like you, but I think you're a loser. Really? Yeah. I was like, I like this show. I like the fantasy land, but I didn't like how nice he was. I was like, okay, I need you to stop well, being d- so d- gentle. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Yeah, he was a minister. Did, did you see the? Oh, did you yeah. see the document? Did you see the? A do- little bits and pieces. Yeah. Watch the documentary. Yeah, that's why. Because um, he talked like that naturally. Yeah. Okay, and then people thought he was gay. Yeah. And a pervert, and, you know, he was getting really ostracized, but he wasn't, he was a minister. Yeah. And he would go to his church and he would say, is it still okay for me to do this with children? Yeah. And then Eddie Murphy. Yeah. On SNL started imitating Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers was devastated. No, yeah. Really? He was so hurt and upset. Oh, no. Why are they making fun of me? You know, and he goes into all these things about children. I learned so much about this documentary. Oh man, too bad you didn't watch that. Oh yeah. So you would say maybe to dads that are newly distant or that are new dads that are distant, they should watch the documentary so they can oh, understand my God. children. I'll tell you something. Full circle. Yeah, no, here's the deal. I was gonna say one more thing. Oh yes. So Eddie Murphy was making fun of Mr. Rogers on uh-huh. SNL, and Mr. Rogers was really devastated that he was being made fun of, you know, because he was the real deal. Yeah. And but a few years later, when Eddie Murphy met Mr. Rogers, Eddie Murphy went, "Oh my God, you're Mr. Rogers! I love you!" And he, Mr. Rogers was confused because he didn't get. It was just, he was just being yeah. funny. Yeah. But he totally respected the guy. But as cl- in closing, uh-huh. anybody that has children, especially men, that documentary will change the way you approach your kid. And don't watch it once. Watch it like maybe once a month because it'll wear off. Are you going to watch it once a month? It might help you with this project. Um, I, I'm going to watch it again. It was definitely, I might buy it. Well, it's on HBO, so, but I would watch it. I would watch the whole thing. You uh-huh. know, um, he just he, get, he just gives you an awareness of how disconnected we are to our kids because we forget what it was like to be a kid. Just like today when I was like, no, well, you wanted to hang out on Sunday and I was kind of like, that's a lot of energy. I don't want to make up what we have to do and I kind of like to hang out with friends that I just made. And that makes total sense. I never knew that. Yeah. I just thought you just didn't want to hang out with me because you didn't like me. I was just, you know, you didn't know me, you were uncomfortable. Yeah. And I understood that and I was, I wasn't. Well, that was it too. We already discussed that was it too. But, and I understood that at the time. Yeah. But, um, 
You need to watch it. Okay. Did you watch Mr. Rogers? Yeah, and then it said, well, I, d- I watched it, oh, yeah, as a kid, yeah. I like the fantasy land. Yeah, but didn't you feel safe? No, I didn't feel safe, no. No. I don't feel safe by calmness. I feel safe by highly distracted. So, like, I, w- I had Mr. Rogers and Mr. Dress Up. I like Mr. Dress Up better okay. because it was brighter, faster. I see always doing stuff. He taught me things to keep that kept my mind off of stuff. So he taught me how to draw. He taught me how to make arts and crafts. Mr. Rogers was like, I only liked fantasy land, uh-huh. but, but really like calm, slow moving people bother me. I don't like people that talk very slow because don't you, mm-hmm. um, it bothers me. Yeah. I call it Lewis craft. Cause there was a craft store where everybody, would move really slowly. And I said, mom, why are they moving so slowly and gently? And she was like, it's just the store they work at. Stop, put your mic away from your mouth when you're chewing. It was just the store they work. And then, so now whenever people are really gentle like that, I call them Lewis Craft. It drives me nuts. Cool. You don't, you weren't even listening because you were uh, chewing a new piece of gum. No, no, I was listening. All right. I'm going to go to sleep now. Okay, well, do you have anything to say? Good night. Good night. You gonna wake up? Am I gonna wake up? Yeah. When? Tomorrow? Tomorrow yeah. When you leave? Yeah. No. Do you want me to wake up? No. You do it? No. I don't. I don't. Would but, you wake up? Huh? Would you wake up? Would I wake up? Uh huh. For what? For me to leave? If you left? Uh huh. Oh, I'm not gonna answer that. If I answered that, uh-huh. that would make you act a certain way. So I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want you to wake up. I think you would wake up. Would I wake up? I think you would. Absolutely. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to wake no, up, though. Yeah, I know. Because I'm the kid. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Good night. Good night. All right. Bye. Good night. All right. That is it. Okay, that's not it. There's still more to come. Um, our next episode is going to be remote where he's in New Orleans. And I am in LA. So here's here's how I feel. I I already I know I already gave a breakdown of how I felt before we recorded the last episode. And uh we didn't say a proper goodbye. I'm gonna be honest. Like we didn't say a proper goodbye after this. Um he went into his room and he was like, Okay, goodbye. And I was like, What? Are you going to, like, after all of that, you were here for the podcast, and that is all that happens? Is you just say goodbye, we don't even hug? And yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm a little bit weird about hugging, but I don't know. My expectations, I think, have become too high. And I think that I have to work on myself in order to accept who he is. I'm I'm talking like this is the end of the podcast, but it's not. I'm just, it's the end of the week. And how I felt at the end was a weird feeling. This is the furthest we've ever come in our relationship, face-to-face confrontation, saying everything that we feel, and I truly don't know what's going to happen next. And I don't know if our relationship is going to be better. I don't know if he's going to take in everything that I taught him. But I think that there's so much more to uncover because 
in this week that we have spent together, I realized that was not enough time. And we both said that it was very rushed, but so much fun, but very rushed that the more time I spend with him, the more issues I realize I have and the more questions I have and the more I realize he needs to learn and I need to learn how to deal with. And so I realize that this is a never-ending process, but that is an exhausting thought. I think that there's part of me that secretly wishes that uh, this was a mini-series. I think that I wish that this was a podcast that we just did within a week and we say, yep, we did it and that's that, but not even close because at the end, I was still pulling teeth to get him to do shit and I felt bad about it and he still wanted to pack and he still wanted to do his follicle test and he still wanted to do all uh, all of Bobby, which I get because I'm selfish too, but just once I would love for him to just be like, hey, we got to do this. God damn it. This is a, this is a more challenging podcast than I thought it would be. Oh, it'll be so fun. We'll just do this stuff. And then I'm going to think that like everything's going to be totally fine. And then it's not. Okay. However, couple highlights I want to talk about in the bedtime story. Okay. There was one point in the podcast where he was like, okay, I'm going to answer this in words. How else do you answer things? What? It's not like he draws me answers. That's what I want to talk about. And yeah, this Mr. Rogers, he's really obsessed with it. Fellas, dads out there, parents, women, whoever, whoever's trying to connect with their kid. My dad is really affected by this Mr. Rogers documentary and fucking hell, I wish that he listened to this when I was a kid. However, he didn't remember that he already gave me a play-by-play in the Mr. Rogers documentary. So who knows if, if it really uh, had that much of an impact on him, if, if uh, he's going to take action with that knowledge. My favorite Bobby bit. Okay, 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 guys. Just so you know, this is a new clip. Where I just ended, that was an outro that I recorded two nights ago and I was drunk. I was drunk. I just listened back and I was like, oh my God, I am slurring sloth. Can I put can I put this up? And you know what? I'm going to because that's what we do here on Woe Dad Podcast. I embarrass Bobby and it's time to embarrass myself and be honest and real. So one other thing I really want to mention though is he still did the sexy bit. The guy spent a week here and still thinks he gets why he can't call me sexy, and then he calls me sexy. All right, speaking of funny things Bobby does, here's my Bobby bit. Now, before I do it, don't forget to follow us on patreon.com slash Nikki Bond, Instagram, Podcast, and email us at wodadpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, advice, concerns, you should be. He's still calling me sexy. Now, this happened, uh, he mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I count my pills. So this is a tour into Bobby's room with all of his pills, and it gets uh, it gets very Bobby, okay? This footage is also on my Patreon. Oh, God. The Indian culture is very, very old. Okay. Okay, so you want to know what I'm taking? Yeah. This is my multiple fish, 369. 369? Iron. Walnuts, red yeast rice. Oh, yeah, we went through all these. Calcium, magnesium, chromium, glucosamine. Is it? Hold on. Hold on. 
I have a question. Do you have them laid out all over your shirt right now? Yeah. The shirt's clean. It's totally clean. I wore it only three days in a row. How come you put them on your shirt? Well, I had no... Because I didn't want to dirty one of your bowls. You can dirty one of my bowls. You already... Yeah, but then Matt's going to clean it, and I feel bad he's picking Why up Why don't you me. clean it? That's, Honestly? Yeah? Because I, I couldn't clean it as good as he would. You'd probably that's see That's what smut. I tell him, too, and then that's how I get out of cleaning the dishes. Well, it's not... It's, I'm not trying to get mm-hmm. out of cleaning dishes. Yeah. Cleaning dishes is good for me. It is? Do you want to clean some? I always get busted. It's like... Whoa, that was a big... That's like, he just took 10 vitamins. Let's count these. In one handful. Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 13. 13? You're distracting me. I'm not. <laughs> you need to be focused. You're distracting me with this. This is his, his room is. God, don't you dare <laughs> show my room. I'm packing. You are not. I'm packing. Packing. That right there, that paper towel, that lonesome paper towel, is, is that your guy? Is that your favorite paper towel? It, it's it's not mine. It's not yours? No. I better go get my follicles tested, but I really do have to go. Okay. All right. Oh, Dad. Yes. Um, I'm sad that you're leaving. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going to miss you when you go. You, Don't you, you always go to miss work? Me. Huh? You always go to work. Don't go yet. Dad, look at this thing that I created. Just look at this. I'll take it after. I'll, I'm, I'm too busy to look. I folded the paper. No, I don't want to hear about it right now. I'm too busy. But Dad, Dad. Shelly's dad always looks Work at it out when you grow up and, and hire a therapist. Shelly's dad By the time you grow up, you'll be able to, you go, I have abandonment issues. They'll be able to give you a pill for it. Shelly, <laughs> Shelly's dad puts on a wig and plays dolls with her. I played dolls with you. No. Yes. I bought you Barbie dolls and shit. Did you play them with me? <laughs> yes, I did. You did? Yeah. What? No way. Yes way. Yeah? Yeah, way. Prove it. <sighs> Prove it. Okay. Usually, if I didn't have a daughter, I wouldn't know what a Barbie looked like, right? That's not true because you chose your women based off of what Barbies look like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. I guess I just have to be patient and grounded and, and, That's it. Yeah, and Dad. try to put my mind in a child's mind. Yes. Can't do it. Talk to you later.